What's it like to share your message with the world through podcasting? What is your method for helping people and making a positive difference in the world? Hi, I'm Shelley Carney, Livecast coach and host of the Messages and Methods podcast. Join me as I share fascinating stories and insights from podcasting women I met at the She Podcast Live conference in Scottsdale, Arizona in October 2021. This series of interviews will provide the foundation of understanding of why women podcast today and how they impact the world through their voice and message. My guest for this conversation is Jennifer Longworth of Bourbon Barrel Podcasting. And Jennifer's career in podcasting began in broadcasting as a volunteer call screener turned traffic reporter on a small community radio station. The small station was purchased by a larger group, and Jennifer became a freelance podcast editor in 2016. She's the executive producer of Awesomeness, and she works in podcast production and coaching. Welcome, Jennifer. Well, thanks for having me on. We're, we're just really excited to have you because something different, right? We have had a lot of podcasters, and then we had uh, Laura Ivey from Edison Research. So now we get to talk to somebody who works with podcasters to help them with their post-production process. So that's really exciting to hear another part of the story. It's important to have lots of different parts of the story, though, because if we all did the same thing... Th- you, you don't want to be all the same, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. some people who don't want to do the editing part. Right. So they, they call me, but I don't have my own show at the moment, but I have lots of shows that are my own mm-hmm. that I take care of. So share a little bit about, um, your, your background and give us a snapshot of, of life, uh, up to this point. Up to this point. Well, I was a homeschooling mom for a while. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a previous life. My kids are grown now. They're you know, 19, 21. Well, not quite 21, but getting there. <laughs> so they're, they're grown. That's the point. But as you mentioned in my bio, I volunteered for a small radio station as a call screener because I knew the host of the show. So I answered the phones and it, you know screened the calls. We only got crazies every once in a while (laughs) so I don't have any terror stories of being a call screener but then they're like someone needs to do traffic live in the afternoons so I was doing that and this is where my audio professional audio career began was I had a three-minute break between segments I would record the traffic at this at the beginning of the break because we had a bleed in between these two studios so I couldn't record while the host was on or you could hear me on the air so I had to wait till he was off the air I recorded it It was a 30 second spot I had to edit it add the music produce it so that it would play right before he came back in so it was a little bit of a challenge but I figured it out and, and got pretty good at it and then ended up being an on-air personality. That's not in my bio, but I actually was on the air in live radio for a little while as well and got a podcast there and then learned how to edit podcasts by working in radio. And then when the radio station was sold, went, hey, you know what? I can keep doing this. And that's how I got here. Awesome. So tell us uh, some about, I know you've had podcasts in the past. Tell us mm-hmm. what kind of topics were you talking about? One show I was on, we interviewed 
entrepreneurs. And when I had my show with the radio station, I was talking to nonprofit organizations, local nonprofits a lot. And then when I had my own show for a little while, I was talking to Kentucky podcasters. And then the show that I'm still kind of technically a co-host of, although I'm on sabbatical, if you will, is the podcast editor mastermind, where we talk about the business side of podcast editing, not the technical how-to stuff. But like the marketing, the how do you find clients, you know, all those types of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what was the inflection point that caused you to pivot to editing and post-production and coaching? Well, getting out of my own show, I guess, because, well, one of the shows I'm not on anymore because the CEO, the reason he asked me to do the show is because I wasn't a middle-aged white dude. (laughs) but then he is the middle-aged white dude decided that now the show was successful he was going to take it back over so okay well there was that and then when my own show I didn't like editing myself (laughs) Um, it just became more of a a chore than a joy and there's some other backstory stuff of how well no this is important this is important to share with people I'm not going to skip it. I'm going to share it after all. So I'm Bourbon Barrel Podcasting, and I chose that name because I'm from Kentucky. Mm -hmm. I have absolutely nothing to do with bourbon, except that I'm from Kentucky. And I was approached by a local TV station to sponsor Bourbon Week on the afternoon live show. And I just got so excited that somebody called me that I said, yes. Okay, well, that wasn't a little thought through. But anyway, so I'm sponsoring these TV ads. And I don't think I'd quite launched the podcast yet. The Bourbon Barrel Podcasting was what it was called. And my ad rep for the radio station says, well, you got to tie it into bourbon. I'm like, no, I just talked to Kentucky Podcasts. We have to tie it into bourbon because you're a sponsor of Bourbon Week. Okay, Jennifer is not really into bourbon. I drink it in cocktails very occasionally, but I'm not really a bourbon person, which shocks people because my company's named after it. But she was kind of forcing me into that. And so I tried it. So we talk about the the host and the podcast. And then I'd have to say, what's your favorite bourbon? Or somehow try to tie it into bourbon. And for a couple of my guests, they were all in. They're like, I have this bourbon. I have this bourbon. This is my favorite. I know all about it. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, not everyone in Kentucky likes bourbon, though. So my first two guests loved it. And then I got into some other. And they're like, I don't drink bourbon like, okay, well, how do I pivot this? I don't even like this question because I can't talk to bourbon. And so then I'm like, well, what's your favorite adult beverage? And then people are like, well, I don't drink. <sighs> so the, the point of the story, why I decided to share it is don't let other people tell you what to talk about on your own podcast. Mm-hmm. That podcast doesn't exist anymore, partially because I didn't want to edit myself. And also because the whole bourbon conversation, it's not me. And it didn't work for me, and I couldn't make it work. I, I just couldn't make it work. So interesting, right? Uh, and so, yeah, think think twice about uh, taking people's money or signing a contract or deciding who who's going to be a part of your podcast, right? Yep. yep. You presented at the She Podcasts Live conference today, and tell us you had two talks. So, what were they about? So the first talk was kind of a Just Busters origin story and just busters is the community on facebook for female podcast editors and the reason we call it just busters is to eliminate 
the word just from your vocabulary and to edit in such a way do you eliminate the those types of words from your clients vocabulary as well because if you say I'm just a podcaster I'm just a mom or I'm just an editor you're kind of belittling yourself a little bit and you're taking yourself down a notch but if you knock out that word oh I am a podcaster I am a mom I am whatever and so we talked a little bit about how we came up with the group and then I had the participants the audience own something and you know turn and work with the partner I am a podcaster and just kind of speak up and and own it and so that was that was fun and then the second talk was about outsourcing your podcast to overwhelm and it was a panel of four and so I was the audio editor on the panel there was a show notes writer a marketing writer or or a marketing girl and a team builder a grow your business strategist business grocer I'm not exactly sure what she called herself and we just answer questions about why you should outsource and how you should outsource and and that type of thing well, the thing about, and I noticed this myself, because uh, we take our audio and we have it transcribed, and then I edit the transcription into a blog post. And I do notice that with uh, a lot of people, and especially women, they will either say just, but some of the time they'll say like, sort of, kind of, and they try to qualify everything mm-hmm. instead of having it be a strong statement. And what it did for me was became aware that that happens so often. And I tried to clean it up in my own language, right? Uh, Just becoming aware of it, that we even do that. Most of us don't even realize that it's that 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 that's part of uh, our vocabulary, that it's such a strong part of our vocabulary, and then it weakens our vocabulary and our position in the world. So that is important to be aware of that. Um, Also, just, you know, uh, that because you are an editor, you're always paying attention to other people's words and, and how they talk and what that means, and that they don't realize that they're even saying those things sometimes. So that's that's super helpful that, that you talked about that. And then uh, your other one, the other talk you gave, uh, you talked about when and where to uh, get into post-production or to um, hire to somebody help, for that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'd like to hear more about that one. Well, one of the questions is when do you need to, when do you hire someone? Mm-hmm. And, and my answer is when something gets you stuck. If mm-hmm. you're not producing your podcast because you hate the editing part, you'll record all day, but you will never get around to editing. Maybe you should outsource editing. If you're stuck on the show notes, maybe you should have to, you know, and, and there's a wide range of budgets out there. You can probably find someone to help you out. There's folks just getting started who would love an opportunity to work with you who might not have experience what might be in your, your range, you know, just to get it off your plate and reclaim your time. That's one of the things I tell myself is, is what do I do as an editor? Why I help people reclaim their time in podcasting. That's right. That's right. Because it it can become so onerous that you just don't do it anymore. And, right. And, uh, and then you have to wonder, why did you get started in the first place? And, and if you don't have a strong enough why, it's not going to carry you through all of that. And when someone tells you your why is because you're sponsoring Bourbon Week and Bourbon Week ends, and then so does the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so is it one week of podcasting? Uh, I, I think I recorded eight episodes and only four got released. Oh, boy. <laughs> and you can't even find that out because I took it down. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, what kinds of questions should a podcaster ask a contractor uh, that they want to hire? Be the, uh, what should they ask and, and know in advance? Well, this is a great question that I answered at the panel earlier, so I got a preview. Well, one question is about timeline. You know, how do you work? What's your turnaround time? Especially speaking with your editors, like, can you get something to me in 24 hours? Or am I being unreasonable? Hmm. Or is your turnaround a week? You know, when do I have to have my episode to you? If your weekly show versus monthly show or whatever. And what's your process like? You know, do you use Dropbox? Do you use Google Drive? Do I just email you? So thinking about timeline, thinking about process. But the important thing that I frequently forget to do is see if it's a good personality fit. Mm. Because some of the clients I've lost is because we didn't click. It wasn't necessarily them or me doing something wrong, but it, it just it just wasn't a good fit. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to work together. So one show I worked with, there were two co-hosts. Well, I interviewed with one of them, and she and I clicked great. We had great chemistry. The other one is why I don't work with them anymore. <laughs> and now I know to always interview with both hosts. What kind of tools do you use as an editor? I use Adobe Audition as my primary DAW, as we call them, which is Digital Audio Workstation. Um, So Adobe Audition is my where I do the cutting and the pasting and the moving around. But I also use Isotope RX7 Advanced for the audio cleanup. So my process is I send everything through what I call a pre-wash before I even listen to it because I know everybody's going to need some of the same cleanup. Um, And I, I can't listen to a show if I hear little pops in the clicks everyone's gonna need pops and clicks come down in my opinion they drive me crazy so i'm like just wipe them out before i even get to it and then i'll do eq and other tweaks within adobe audition but those are my my two primary but occasionally i'll also use descript which people are starting to get into which is an ai that'll transcribe your audio and then you can like edit out the words and the audio will edit along with the text editing. We use Descript, so I'm, I'm nodding along. Yes, I okay. really like it a lot. I was like, so did I explain it? Yeah. Accurate? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so do your clients, do they batch process or are they doing anything live or once a week or how, how do they hand you uh, their material? It varies. I have one client right now who I have a batch in my queue that I'm going to do all at once. And I have some people who are weekly. So I know on Mondays I'm going to edit Stacy's show. It releases later in the week. She's weekly. I know every Monday I'm editing her show. I have some that are like the first and the 15th of the month, every month. So they're predictable. I have one guy who releases on Tuesdays, but not necessarily every Tuesday. So you just got to wait and see. (laughs) So it really varies podcast to podcaster. And people ask, you probably heard it, what's the best schedule for releasing podcasts and all that? And it's whatever you can keep up with and be consistent. And if you can only be consistent the 1st and the 15th, you don't need to do a weekly show because it'll be too much for you. But if you can keep up with a weekly show and not skip a beat, that's fine. If you could do a daily show like some podcasters out there and keep up with it, more power to you. 
So it's just like you'll hear a lot of times in podcasting, it depends. <laughs> you ask a question, well, it depends. When should I really, well, it depends. How long should my show, it, it depends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. It does. It's because podcasts are so individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what's great about them. I, I also say, like, the only rule in podcasting is don't break the law. So don't play music that's not yours and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But otherwise, you can release when you want, say what you want, do what, you know, it's your show. That's right. That's right. And it, it, if you're trying to grow, of course, you want to uh, appeal to your target audience. Right. Yeah. Um, why do you believe it's important for women to participate in podcasting? Because we have voices that need to be heard. And at the beginning of podcasting, I guess, is all middle-aged white dudes. And you still, that's a lot of what's out there in podcasting. So that's not all of the people in the world, though. So we need in podcasting to hear everyone's voice. And so women need to be empowered and use this platform to share their message as well. That's right. And we heard today from Laura about the differences between what women like to listen to and what men like to listen to. And sometimes there's crossover, but uh, more often than not, women seem to like more of a storytelling type of thing, whereas men gravitate more towards uh, news or history, politics, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, From your perspective, what's important about the She Podcast's live conference? No mansplaining. Everyone has something in common here. And that kind of gives us a level playing field in a way that we're not thinking of each other on on different scales and us versus them or I'm better than you or whatever. At She Podcast, the community is what it's about because before the conference was the community and the community grew out of the conference. And so you'll find that the dynamic and interpersonal relationships and all that type of stuff is different at She Podcast than it is at the other podcasting conferences. Have you been to those? And, and what differences are you seeing? Well, no one cries in sessions at every, at some of the other podcasts where, where you'll get people, you know, sharing their, spilling their guts at some of the sessions that um, She Podcasts. Like, oh, there's a little more vulnerability here because it's a safe space. And you don't feel like you're being judged. Very important. Yeah. Awesome. Um, in what way do you help women podcasters? Well, women are my target. Like women entrepreneurs, I'm finally realizing that's who my target is. Like, oh, I have a business strategist who had to point that out to me. Like, you know, you're targeting female entrepreneurs, right? Like, oh. uh, so some of my newer clients are local entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs who have a message to share. And so I will take them from, hey, I think I want to do a podcast all the way into Spotify and beyond. So I help with the editing and the technical stuff. Um, Someone referred to me as the UPS of podcasting because I'm with the logistics part. So all about the logistics and this is how you do it and, and, and... English doesn't have the right word for what I want to say right now. Uh, but I'll help with direction, encouragement, coaching, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting rid of the justs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I have a client who says, right? 
all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we don't know we do that until somebody points it out. Toby always listens to my interviews. And then at the end, he says, you're saying this word a lot, you know, and I'll have to okay, let me, let me just back away from that word and find another one. Right. <laughs> because I know we all have our triggers. I, when I listen to a podcast and the person keeps saying over and over, hundred percent, hundred percent, it just drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they don't know they're doing it and they don't know they're doing it that much. Uh, so it's great that um, we can offer these tools that you offer these tools to women and help them pass that uh, technology and get them out there speaking so that they're not just stuck behind a wall of I can't do it right yeah what advice would you give aspiring women podcasters find the community tap into the community I'm a big um, proponent of traditional networking as well and so the local clients I was mentioning came through the women entrepreneur networks, the community, building the relationships, because you can't do it on your own. You need support. If you want to pod fade, go ahead, do it on your own. You're not necessarily going to make it because there's no one cheering you on. But if you get tapped into the She Podcast community on Facebook or come into the conference or the Just Busters Facebook group, or wherever you can find community. If you have a local meetup group, just finding the community and the relationships, that'll help you keep going and not as likely to pod fade. So you are a very supportive person of this uh, particular community, the mm -hmm. She Podcast community and the conference. In fact, you're also a sponsor. So what was it that made you decide you wanted to sponsor this? Because it's something different. There are... I can name at least three other podcast conferences by name that aren't like this one. They have their own communities within them, but it's not the same. So it's the mission of Jess and Elsie to go out there and they're just amazing women throwing an amazing conference and they came out with the option of doing the virtual sponsorship and I was like, oh, I can do that. I might not have thousands of dollars to throw at something, but, oh, you gave me a virtual option. I'm in. Mm. Well, not only virtual, but I, you've got these uh, little uh, coasters. coasters with your logo and everything on there. That's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah. And you were the winner. And I was the winner. You were the winner of some bourbon earlier at the bingo game. I was. Candy and liquor, because candy is dandy, but liquor is Quaker. Exactly. That's what I called it. I, that, that's what the name of that little... <laughs> prize there I called it so I was excited to get that from bingo um is there anything that uh I, I maybe you wish I would have asked you that I that we didn't touch on yet that you would like to share nothing you can think of no. all right well where can people find and connect with you you can find me online at bourbonbarrelpodcasting.com bourbonbarrelpodcasting.com you can follow me on instagram at bourbonbarrelpodcasting or my personal Instagram, which I'm slightly more active on, but I got it on my game, is KY Podcasting, and that's KY for Kentucky Podcasting, and uh, or wherever social media takes you. All right. We'll have those links for you in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for being with us today, Jennifer. We really appreciate all this great information you've helped us uh, to understand about 
post-production and when we need to go look for somebody else to do it for us so we can get her done. And uh, I look forward to uh, see, uh, maybe working with you again in the future. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the Sheep Podcast live conference. Thank you. You too. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for the Messages and Methods She Podcast Conference interview series with Shelley Carney, produced by Toby Eunice. Please subscribe, leave a great review, and look for our compilation book on Amazon soon. Share our podcast with your family and friends and discover how you can become a fabulous podcaster at agkmedia.studio or join our Facebook group, Leveraging Your Content. Check the show notes for links and resources, and please enjoy all our wonderful podcast episodes.